Hey, welcome to Braves Country. At the end of last year on the Braves Country podcast, we had the pleasure of having Demon Jones on the show. And if you don't know Demon Jones, he had about a 10-year run as a member of the band Rehab. He co-wrote Colt Ford's hit Ride Through the Country featuring John Michael Montgomery. Some people describe his music as hip-hop. He prefers the more straightforward country rap. He's from Jones County, Georgia, just north of Macon, and he is a huge Braves and Dogs fan. I just met him, and I can't wait to introduce you to Demon Jones on Braves Country. This episode of Braves Country is sponsored by our Braves fan friends down at Century 21, Solomon Properties in Savannah, Georgia, servicing the historic downtown Savannah area, the island area, and Atlanta's beach, beautiful Tybee Island, Georgia. Call Joel Solomon today, 912-604-0896. That's 912-604-0896 for all your real estate needs on the Georgia coast. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. So, Robert, I want to thank you for your time. I just don't think you're the right person for this position. I don't understand. Was it something I said? Well, we did a background check on you and found some things of concern. If you're in charge of hiring for your company, you know how helpful a background screening can be. That's why companies that use Horizon Background Screening make smarter hiring decisions. Don't let the wrong hire put your company at risk. Get the real story on your candidates at horizonscreening.com. Horizonscreening.com. Welcome to Braves Country. My name is Tug Coward along with Scott Munn. We are joined by a guy that I can't wait to get to know more about. His name is Demon Jones. He is uh, from Jones County, Georgia, just north of Macon. You've had records in 2014, Jones County. You had 2016's The Beast, 2018, Jones, and your speaker. You had a couple albums in 2018, didn't you? Yeah, you know, I kind of lose track of it. But, yeah, I try to do one every year, but it usually ends up being like every 18 months to okay. two years. All right. But, but some years, two of them fall. And yeah. I do some collaborative uh, works with other artists that usually fall in the same year. Yeah. Is one of my records. I love it. Uh, solo career started 2014 after a 10-year run with the band Rehab, which I was a huge fan of. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, and, and have so many great memories of, uh, of listening to, to that band. So, it's cool that uh, that you have that, you know, as as a foundation because that was such a successful act, you know. It was it was, and um, my involvement lasted, I think, from late '04, early '05 to to May of 2014. And Danny Boone is the is was always the creative genius mm-hmm. behind the band, even before I was involved. Sure. And you know, I was involved. I mean, at first I started off being basically a merch guy mm-hmm. helper that would jump on stage and sing a song that's what cole and swindell it, did yeah with, and with that's the, right with Luke Bryan. Bryan. Yeah. and then um and then it ended up being i was on stage for two or three songs half the show the whole show and then i ended up being a tour manager manager and part of the band and really i was just there because of how much i you know i was really inspired by danny boone's genius and yeah. the, the the excellence of the band it was a for me i think it had the potential to be one of the most powerful bands on the planet and it didn't work out like that but but we still got a hell of a lot of uh, education and experience no from it and i'm grateful i'm yeah. really grateful to danny and just all the guys for for the you know experience well, that's cool and you got your, the latest record southern sun is out now 
now. Uh, you yes. co-wrote Welcome to Georgia with the Georgia Boys, yeah. and I love the way you spelled it, Georgia. <laughs> yeah. Just stretch it all out. Yeah, I well, love they kind of came up with that, but, you know. No, they, did okay. What, but, you know, um, th- those are some really good guys, too, and they were doing the country rap stuff really early, mm-hmm. not long after Cold Ford. Yeah. And, you know, uh, when that stuff started, I think 07, 08, people were not really ready for it. No, you're right. they had already, I had already been kind of pushed to do that or before that, even mm-hmm. like 02, 03, and I didn't. But some of the stuff I wrote during that time w- would end up being used on the first Colt Ford album, Ride yeah, Through the Country. Which I loved. I yeah. loved that whole, and Colt's such a nice dude, and, yeah. and, and I love spending time with him, and He's a great golfer. And, and yeah, he's a great guy, man. I've known him for 20 years, and, yeah. and I met him back during the Bubba Sparks days. And yeah. Him and Bubba kind of came up together, and uh, I ended up, my first gold plaque was from co-writing a Colt Ford song. Yeah, you know, right. How cool something was that? that nobody thought could happen at the time, you yeah. know, and then he's, it ended up being successful. He's playing a, uh, a concert for a, a station that I work with, uh, 101.5 here in town, on October 15th. He and Brantley and, um, and uh, Lanco and Lily Rose are on that. And um, but but going back to ride through the country, man. I remember the first time I heard that, and I was like, "What is this?" Because this is fantastic. I, I me too. It. When I, I heard John it. Michael Montgomery yeah. singing, oh I was like, "You know, he's singing over something that I helped create." Right. And, and and it was just it, it kind of blew me away. I'm telling mm-hmm. you, I, this is when I still had a CD player in my car. You know, <clears> and sure. I remember just sitting on repeat, and I played it over and over and over. And I remember my family was like, "Can you stop playing the song?" You know, I mean, yeah. that's how many times I played it, <laughs> right? Because I loved it so it much. It took off, man. It, it took off. Sure did. And it really opened the door, really, Colt. And and it doesn't matter who's listening. It's it's just a fact. You know, people. Like to say Johnny Cash was a rapper or Elvis Presley and you know everybody Hall, there's always rhythm and rhyme to it yeah. but Colt Ford uh, what he did the door he opened if he without Colt Ford there is no Lax there is no Georgia Boys there is no Demon Jones there is no Up Church there yeah. there, there there is no there's no space for that and right. he helped kind of clear that out and now within that genre there's different it's almost like gangster country rap. Yeah. You know, hip hop country right, rap, right. hunting, fishing country rap. You know, there's all these different uh, facets yeah. of the genre, and it's it's really just people like myself that grew up in the middle of a hayfield listening to Tupac and the Beastie Boys. And yeah. but that the lyrics and the subject matter of the of the uh, 80s and 90s hip hop did not it didn't relate to you. us. You yeah. know, like we were not we were not selling drugs and shooting people and, and and doing things like that and fighting with the police. But we were working hard and and and, and running through the woods barefoot. And you know, yeah. we got stuff to talk about too. And, Absolutely. And uh, so I'm it's grateful. Funny. It's funny you bring that up, is because I say this all the time, and people kind of scoff at or laugh at me a little bit. I say country and and hip hop are not that much different. No, they they're talk not. About Growing up, the way you grew up, it, it happens to be in a city or in the country, it, but but it's the same thing. You're just telling the story of how you came up. It's storytelling, and it, you know the the main difference is possibly the appearance or the time frame sure, of it, and sure. then the the uh, really the canvas. The set, what you know, do you do it to a guitar or do you do it to electronic drums? Yeah, and absolutely. And um and I started when I started rapping um, live in front of people. I didn't have a band or and I didn't have any money. For, for anything like that so I, I had learned how to play taught myself how to play the guitar and so I would go to open mic nights and songwriter contests and I would just get up there with my guitar and then I would rap rap to that and that really caught people it was kind of unconventional sure you know, but it but it stood out and people remembered it so absolutely because it is so memorable it's just because it's because it's so different especially with with a, with a more of a country melody or yeah. a, or a country lyric, absolutely, and that, that changes the dynamic altogether. But uh, but you got a huge social media following, one hundred eighty two thousand plus on Facebook, two hundred fifty k on YouTube. Big Braves and Bulldogs fan. Oh yeah, 
Demon Jones, welcome to Braves Country. I'm glad to be here. Thank man. you. We're glad to have you here, man. Absolutely. Hey, Demon Jones, me. would you define what hick hop is? <laughs> and who, who, coined, <laughs> who coined that phrase? Okay. That's an interesting question, and most people don't know that. And the reason I do know that is because I'm not crazy about that term. Okay. It's almost like it's a thrown out. In the beginning, I feel like that that term was kind of put out there to demean the genre as if not to take it seriously. Like, you know, like the word hick yeah. is, is almost, yeah, you know, it use, is a slight. you know, you know, it's a slight, you know, people that are not from the South or not from rural areas use it to describe people that are. Yeah. So um, the Wall Street Journal did a an article and I don't remember the year, but it was kind of the first mainstream media outlet to address the genre of country rap and in an editor from New York came up with hip hop so nobody within the genre now some people have kind of ran with it and embraced it and really i don't care what you call it you know what yeah. i mean if you enjoy the music good. i don't care what well, it's you, called well, you just said country good. rap I like country, that. country rap, rap is what what i always feel like it was because that's what it is you know if um you know they call things southern hip-hop or west coast rap yeah. or gangster yeah. rap or whatever and it's yeah. just it's country rap it's basically you know the 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 rap textures of the music with the country lyrics and the country you know, experience basically uh, presented in the form of hip hop music. Yeah, no, I love it. I think it's great. And uh, today's a, a unique day for you. Not only do you have your family here at uh, the Battery at Truist Park, but today's your birthday, man. Yes, man. Happy birthday. 45. 45. Is that what you are? Right. So, so I'm 44. I'll be 45 in, I'm in January. So You're not going to catch me. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm going to be years older, but yeah. you guys are catching up. Y'all but it happens up. fast. I, I mean, I just, I feel like I was just turning 30 and then you blink and it's like, it's, you. you know, every year it really uh, seems to pick up. And with this COVID thing, I feel like, oh you know, gosh. two years just said, well, yeah. we missed it. We, yeah, we missed literally it missed two years. And, and look, there's a, in my, my view, there's a lot of politics behind it that drives me up the wall because I feel like we've we've gone the wrong direction in many in many cases with with all this. But that is a different, I agree a with you day, on that. I don't I don't believe our leaders led us in the in the right direction, and I think that can you, that you can use that's a wormhole. Like. We can go down that, yeah. and and I think all of us would have a story to yeah, tell. You no know? kidding, man. It just <laughs> it, but but how cool is it to be with your family at the ballpark and being a Braves fan, sweet girls over there, and uh, I, I just. I just love families. I love I love country. I love country people. I love like I'm born and raised in Georgia. This is what right. that's, you're talking about relatability. Right, bringing your family to the ballpark ain't much relate, more relatable than, to me than. And that. it's your first time at Truist Park. It, it is my. I Get mean, out I of went here. to. I've been to the. I was at Fulton County as a kid, yeah. and then I went to Turner Field, and this is my first time at this park, and that's this cool. is their first Braves game. I mean, we watch many, many of them on TV and scream at the TV, yeah. but this is going to be their first time in the stands. And I felt like, you know, we'll keep him out of school one day. And it just happened to line up with yeah, Scott came to me. I'm like, hey, man, I'm coming up there. That's perfect. He's like, hey, let's do it. Yeah. September 28th. Yeah, Tug, we met at Lackfest down in Blackshear, right. Georgia. Mm-hmm. I was down I there being you're the there. stage you're... manager. And I, my buddy D-Rock from 92.5 The Bear, he kept telling me, you got to <laughs> see this guy, Demon Jones, and he's going to be at Lackfest. And he was 100% right. I was blown away uh, by the live, by your amazing lyric performance of course like you're, Thank you you really had a dynamic show and you were all over the place um taking the audience from highs to lows and just really doing a great job Thank you, man I'm, i really appreciate um, that but then the thing that was different between you and the other uh, country rap artists was that uh, instead of coming up and handing me uh, a computer or their phone with tracks on it and singing over it you had a Hell of a live drummer yeah. and a great live guitar player. Oh yeah, they're killers. This drummer tug was like, I mean, he reminded me of Dave Grohl. I mean, Get he out. was so wow. good, and it was amazing. And 
And you guys really brought it, man. And that's my little cousin. I mean, I say little. He's big. Tell us about those guys. Well, Austin Cress is my drummer, and um, he's been playing with me uh, more on than off for about two and a half, three. Well, probably three years. But with the, I can't. I don't know. I've kind of lost track of time here, so I I don't know how long they've been playing with me anymore. You know, time seems to evaporate lately. Yeah, it's been you know a few years, and uh, I mean, this guy's been a drummer his whole life. I think he started playing drums when he was three or four years old. So even though he's my cousin and I love him, he's not a band because he's my cousin he's yeah. in my band because he's freaking because he reminds you of david grohl <laughs> yeah right exactly yeah it's understandable yeah because yeah, i've i've been around music you know uh, the majority of my life and and i can tell if somebody's got it and he he's you know it. he goes home and plays the drums when we're not on the road and, and that's like, what that's a drummer you that's know what right I mean? yeah he's yeah. playing drums today for sure right. like a ball player goes home and hits baseballs off a tee that's right and, and my guitar player um he played with rehab for a port a small uh, maybe a year or so, a year and a half, Dole Williams. He's also from Jones County, but uh, he just started playing. That's like the second or third week he was with me was at the Lack Fest. Um, I used to have a, a, a violinist, a fiddle player, and uh, he moved on, and, and so I put – I hired Doyle, and so Doyle's still finding his way. But you, he's he's an animal, a, a total animal at playing the guitar, and he always and that's what his life's been about. You know, he started playing when he was twelve or thirteen, and you know, I, he told me that in high school he played for eight hours a day Good through one. middle school and high school. Well, it's a become, great team. It's a great yeah. team. It was high energy, Tug. You got to see the show. Dude, I would Demon love it. Jones is on fire live and. Uh, and much like the Braves, I mean, you're a Braves and Dogs oh, fan, and what's yes. it feel like to be up here on the Braves radio network with us? After it, all these years. It's humbling. It's, uh, it's really exciting. You know, I, I'm excited to have my kids here with me. It makes me look really cool to be in here <laughs> yeah, right. and to walk them through the big brazed doors, you know, with yeah. bats on it. Yeah, that's cool, man. <laughs> and then y'all get to ask me questions. It makes me look important. So. Yeah, right. Well, you are. What are you talking about? You're, you're, you're leading a family. You're leading those lovely young ladies over that's there, right. man. That's an important job. That's the most important job. You know, one of the, the uh, real important thing I've passed on to them, though, is what uh, my mother instilled in us is was a love for the Braves, yeah. you know, I'm from the era when, uh, you know, Channel 17. That's right, in, Superstation. Uh, you know, I remember Claudel Washington, Jerry Roster, Al Roboski, Chris Chambliss, Glenn Hubbard. Dale Murphy was my hero that as a kid. Too. I thought he was yeah. He-Man. Yeah, me too. I can't believe he's not in the Hall of Fame, but I don't know if that's just because I loved him as a kid or it's like no, if it's, the numbers don't say that he should be there. I, I, don't, I can't wrap my head around well, that. I think back-to-back MVPs and what he yeah. did for baseball, it's the Hall of Fame, not the Hall of Stats. And we're, the, we're, and we're America's more, team, right? Who's more famous than Dale Murphy? I mean, God, he made man. TV, uh, baseball on TV work in the exactly 80s. Right. So yeah. I think he should be in there. Yeah, no. well, I, I, I love him, man. I, I really do. And, um, you know, it's funny. I heard... I heard the the podcast that Adam Blank was on, and he told that story. And man, I, I almost cried. Yeah. You, know, you know when he said how he met Dale Murphy because I can. You know, as a young boy, now as a grown man, I can only imagine if one of your heroes was to walk oh up gosh. behind you and yeah. tap you on the shoulder. Yeah. There's just yeah. nothing. Like I mean, it. that would just blow me away. You know. Yeah. No, and and I got to see it once because my kid, much like Dale Murphy was to you and I growing up, my son is was Chipper Jones, right? And oh, he yeah. caught the tail end of Chipper's career when Ooh. it was all just at its. At its fever pitch, right. you know, and and everybody loved him. First and ballot, you knew exactly, he was going to go. Exactly, there's no doubt. Yeah, and to get to see my son Jacob meet Chipper Jones was one of those moments, and you're just like, oh my gosh, that's what that's what you live for to have that experience for your kid, and yeah. oh, you know, and 
and you just by them living vicariously through them, living right. through their eyes is amazing. Well, they're really excited about it too. Uh, they scream at the TV. Good. You know, when there's a walk off hit, Let's you know, go. our neighbors, they don't live close, that's but right. they, they, they <laughs> hear know. us for sure. Yeah. That's right. They, they raise hell. We raise hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right. Cheer on the Braves. <laughs> yes. Dude, I love it. I think it's so terrific. So, do they, who's, what do you, do you want to introduce your daughter? Is that all right? Or? Yes. This is, this is my 11, soon to be 11 year old daughter, oh, Lyric. You want to say hello, 11. Lyric? Yes. Come on, say Lyric. Hello. What a and beautiful Braves. name. Hi, Lyric. Hello. Who's your favorite player? Acuna Jr. Ronald Acuna Jr. It's been a tough. It's been a tough year without him, but they've done really well, surprisingly, yeah. without him. And your name I, is this is Jessica. Jessica, my twelve-year-old. Oh, Who's your favorite my. player? Acuna Jr. Of course, Acuna Jr. Got the uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. fan club. I'm telling you, right? Goodness <laughs> gracious. Yeah, it was a tragedy when he got hurt oh, in our terrible. in our house. It was a tragedy. And then when I, I was on the road when it happened, and um, and when I saw the video of it, man, I, I have to admit, dude, it was. It hurt my feelings really bad for him. Yeah. You know? Well, you, and, uh, you know he's a good kid. I mean, you can God, see it. Man, he, you can just tell he – I mean, he he plays like every kid feels like they're playing when they're 13 years old. You know what I mean? Like he's just going all out. Even that play that he got hurt on, I mean, most people would not even try to, you know, it's almost like he was trying to dunk from the free mm-hmm. throw line and catch a, a right. ball fly at the Absolutely. same time, you know. And most people would have just played it off the wall, but yeah. he just he doesn't know how to – that's right. He's a go-getter. It'll be interesting to see if he comes back with that same intensity, or if somebody coaches him to kind of rein it in. I don't in think slightly. you can take that. I don't think you can take that out. I think that's yeah. inherent. I, I think hope just, not. that's just who y'all are. Well, you know, if you if you and I'm sure y'all are not as knowledgeable as I am or beyond. Uh, if you I, watch I doubt his, it. his, his <laughs> I doubt it. But if you watch his <laughs> discipline at the plate, how much it's changed in his first couple yeah, of years. Yeah, sure. I think that maybe he'll be able to. I, I, I think he uh, may, maybe he will adjust his approach to, to some of those situations, but at the same time, I mean, he's a, he's he's super fast. He's got the strongest, one of the strongest arms, if not the strongest arm from the outfield. He, I, I, I don't see you taking all the fire out of him, but I think he he might. You can tailor it a little. He bit. might play the next one off the wall. Yeah, like maybe, maybe maybe so, but uh, I don't know. It's in those moments where there's not time to think about it. You just react. And and you are what you know. You are what you are, and you react. Yeah, that's in where that the talent way. takes that's over. That's right. Yeah, you know, you know it rem- he reminds me. Well, not him, but that play. It reminds me of um, Rondell White. Rondell White graduated from Jones County High School, who, who graduated with uh, my oldest brother, and who was a great friend of mine, and still is a good friend of mine. He was a, a, a you know every five-tool player, I think you call mm-hmm. it. I mean, they That's were right. comparing him to Andre Dawson. Wow. I think he was leading the league in RBIs and homers the year of the strike. I mean, this 94. guy was – But he ended up getting hurt several times, and usually it was diving into the fence yeah. sideways and breaking yeah. his collarbone or something like that. Yeah. So hopefully that's not what, what we're – looking into with Acuna because I think he's got so much to offer the game. Let's uh, switch gears and talk okay. about them dogs. Yeah, let's do it. Man, I'm telling you what. I'm excited I, about I, it this year. Goodness gracious. Is is it okay to say, is this the year? Because I, I think I'm it is, right, man. I, I don't I see them losing. I'm sorry. It certainly feels that way. I don't know who they're going to lose to. If, I mean, if you look at Alabama, Alabama is going to be okay, but I, I feel like Georgia has the edge on them this year. I, I just don't see anybody in in college football stopping them their defense is so ridiculous it's when, when you watch the clemson game when I, I watched it it was the first game of the year of course so i i guess 
at first it seemed like, wow, it's kind of a boring game. But then once it was over and I looked back at some of the highlights, I'm like, like, oh, no, it's not boring. Our defense is just destroying them. Yeah, we just made them look foolish almost. It looked like, yeah, like a Three rushing yards or something. It was was awful. But um, I think they, you know, the the – Daniel's coming back. Uh, I think Billy just put him over the top, man. And, and they got a lot of talent, a lot of talented receivers, um, talented quarterback who's experienced. He's not going to – I don't think he's going to get shook in the moment. So, uh, I don't think he's going to shrink down from the no. occasion, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's Florida, Alabama, or whatever. You know, it's interesting about him is this is really the first year that he's ever had just a full year to play since he's been – you know, he came out of uh, out of high school early to uh, early enroll at, at USC and missed his whole senior year. Right. He was playing college football when he should have been a senior in high school. Right. So, and then, you know, he got hurt, and then the off year, and then the COVID year. There's just a whole bunch of crazy right. that's been going on. And so this is kind of the first year that he's ever had just some consistency – and you see it, man, in the game yeah. against Vanderbilt. He was 9 for 10, and and the the pass that was incomplete hit Robinson in the hands. I right. mean, at the worst place, right? Right, right in his hands. He's and accurate. so it wasn't even his fault that, that, there was a, uh, that there was a drop, and then he followed that drop with two touchdowns. So he's been lights out. Well, I tell you, we've been so close a few times, and I don't want to jinx this, no, but I, I it's hard, it's hard to look at what's going on and not be like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. the schedule, like, this is, we got a shot. With the schedule alone, and then it just comes down to that, what I call the national championship game, the SEC championship game. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. is. That's, really, exactly what that's definitely the best two teams in the country. Yeah, that's all we got to get through. If we can yeah. just, if we can let Alabama, maybe we can convince Alabama to let us have one. I uh-uh, I'll tell you what, Nick, Sa- yeah, yeah, Nick Saban right. is Mr. Miyagi, man. No, he is. I mean, it's hard to, it's it's hard to hate on that guy, man. It is, and it's right. not luck, and he's not cheating. He's amazing, no, and that's, that's just exactly what right. it is. And I, I like Kirby Smart, but would Kirby Smart be Kirby Smart without Nick Saban? I would think I not. Mean, <laughs> I would think know, not. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Give he, credit where credits due, right? Yeah. At some point, I think I, I think definitely Kirby Smart is going to bring a few to to Athens, and I think this might be the year, man. I'm certainly hoping so. It God. looks good so far. Um, on a more serious topic, because we talked about family, talked about all the things that we that we all love. What do you? What do you? How are you going about raising your kids in this crazy, crazy world? Because as I mentioned, I have a 17 year old son, and I feel like I'm talking to him about something serious every day. Um, you know, at first, I, I have to admit, at first, I I couldn't really wrap my head around uh, what was going on. You know, the world was changed so, so rapidly. You know, and and. I didn't get the feeling who, no matter who was on TV saying what this and that was, I didn't, I didn't have a lot of trust in uh, what I was hearing. Here, here, and um, and I haven't gone through anything, uh, re- you know, that's relative to this in my life. And so for them to be living through it, I just, I, you know, I know that they're not quite aware, really, like in the, you know, maybe later on when they look back, they'll, you know, maybe understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm, I'm hoping that at some point that we will get back to some normality and and then they will i guess have something to compare it to you know what sure. i mean because yeah. you know uh, it's almost two years i mean they were seven and nine or excuse me nine and ten when when this thing started now they're well excuse me they were eight and ten and now they're ten and twelve and, and you know in those years you know, if this goes on for two or three more years, I mean, that will be uh, half of their life, basically, yeah, that, that we're running under these weird restrictions where you yeah. can't do this, you can't do that, you can't wear this, you can't go eat here, you can't go to that concert unless you do this and take this. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, really, I'm taking it a day day at the time. Man, you have you know, to. Because some schools are, you know, you have to wear a mask. This school, you don't have to wear a mask. 
Uh, there's no cases at the school. There's four cases at this yeah. school. They shut right. the whole grade down. It's like, right. and then there'd be you know four different schools within two counties, and all four of them are doing four different, totally different things. Right. And I don't think it's based on on reality. I think it's based on the preferences of a small agreed number small of people, people yeah. and not on what the parents want for their children, which I think is the most important. That is the only opinion I think that should matter right. <laughs> is what That's the parents exactly right. in Absolutely. that area want. You know, like in, in Jones County where I'm from, I think they should have an emergency uh, a vote or something. And, you know, everybody that pays property taxes in the county or has a child, you know, every resident yeah. of Jones County should vote on this. What are we going to do? And and then that should be it. Yeah, you know? I think you're right. Uh, it's going to come down to the county level. You're right. I mean, each county does have level, to yeah. run, the, run their own game. Right. Know? And, and uh, you're, you're right about that. I mean, but don't you think every generation goes through some struggle that we have to deal with and, and you have to have that foundational kind of moral compass to get through some of this stuff no matter what i think so but i'm you know which is not is not great you know and i don't think there are you know each generation each generation has an an equal challenge because i don't i mean september 11th was heartbreaking devastating and some of the things and the wars and stuff that came from that was was kind of i guess my generations and the things that spawned off of that but i don't know that, that even that is comparable to this. I you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, this yeah. this is the, I mean, this is something that we can't, there's, there's been nothing like this. And it's not something that's in America or in Australia. Yeah, it's yeah. like, it is a, w- whenever in history, if you all can recall, has the entire world been going through the Never. same tragedy with, with different, extremely yeah. different approaches to, to right. fixing it. And, uh, I mean, I have my opinions about the, the, the where it came from, like we all do. Yeah, I think and, we probably uh, all the, would agree on, on probably that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> I don't think it fell out of the sky. You know, mm-hmm. and if it did, I think somebody dropped it out of the sky. <laughs> right, and, yeah. You and, I and, I, and I don't trust it. And I think that I, I'd like to be talking about that more and right, finding because, out how yeah. it happened. And if someone is responsible, how do we hold them responsible what we're going to do about yeah, it? Because if it's going to be ugly, I would rather it be ugly now. Right. So right. that perhaps when my children are my age, it won't be they ugly. They don't have to be. Because yeah. I'd rather go on and get with it if that's what it's going to be. You know right, what I mean? Rip it, rip it off like a band Yeah, it's unfortunate. But, hey, if that's what it calls for, I mean, that's why we all got big shoulders and, uh, and, and big hands is because we're supposed to go kill the bear and that's drag right. it home, right? No, exactly. so, <laughs> that's right. No, but, but the thing is, the thing that drives me up the wall is that I feel like that kids right now, they can't even be kids. You know, they're missing out on so many opportunities, whether it's ball seasons. Like, you think about the seniors in high school that didn't get to play their last year of baseball That or made me sick. Like, me how too. many kids are one season away from the full ride at UGA? Yeah. How many kids are like, you know, two or three more pitching starts in front of this scout before they're the first draft pick That's for the right. Cincinnati Reds? Yeah. How many, you know, like, and then no prom, no senior trip, yeah. no senior basketball season, no senior baseball season. The damage that that causes is that not i mean if you look at the hard numbers and i'm not a scientist but you can look up the numbers just like anybody else can the cdc and and several other sources and and there is not a widespread devastating no it's 0.3 percent of children and school-age children i think it's even less less. i think it's even less yes that's what i'm saying and and school-age children it's even less And, and and if you're my age or younger and if you're healthy thank you god that I am, there's almost you know it can happen, and I I know people that have passed away, and that is their cause of death. Yeah. So so personally, yeah, sure. and so I'm not discounting that. But what I'm saying is, 
they're making decisions that's not based on reality. It's based on their personal preferences or political yeah, uh, leanings and stuff like that. And it's affecting kids' way. lives. And, and some of those kids, what is that going to do to that star pitcher that trained all year? That, that knew that he was life? one. That knew that he was one mm-hmm. season away from proving himself. Yeah. To to be in that. Yeah. Because you know, I remember po- parts of my life where I I made changes to try to accomplish something Absolutely. and if i had done all that work and then my my opportunity was taken from me i don't know oh what would happen it's you know? so frustrating that's uh, you, you talked about god a minute ago and that's that's where i think we have to put our faith is right there in him but and and you've written about that uh your song god's work uh with your friend upchurch it mm-hmm. ends with the lyrics it might be time for a conversation so we can work out our differences and understand each other so we can love each other like God intends us to. Then backyard lullaby, you talk about sending up prayers and needing answers. And, you know, th- those are messages that I relate to, man. That's what I grew up with. You know, I, I grew up on country and Southern gospel. And those those type lyrics, man, that, that strikes a chord because that's real for me. Yeah, and, I mean, I don't know. Um, in my experience as a father and a husband and a, just a man, period, I don't know how you could go through life. And the challenges it presents, no matter what your income bracket or your race or, your, or wherever you live or whatever, there's going to be challenges that come to you that that when you're sitting there facing them, you don't really know how you're going to get through it. You mm-hmm. just have to just focus on the moment and, and pray about it and do what you can do right this moment. And then if you just keep doing it the right thing right this moment, you get through it and you Absolutely. get to the other side. And then and then you turn around and look, you're like, wow, I got through that. I didn't, so I know I can get through it the next time. Yeah. So then you, you start to build faith and and yeah. move in that. You know, you start to trust, that. really. Absolutely. And the, and to to kind of piggyback that and, the, and the, the fact that I think it strikes a chord with not only me but others. And this song's got 20 million listens on, yeah. on YouTube. And that's... That's a that's a big number, man. Twenty million. Yeah, I, I, it's it's a it's a good bit more than that if they factor in all the other platforms. I just got a report on it the other day. Um, I think it's got to be seventy five million collective streams to get. So it's going to be a gold yeah, record. It'll get it, there. It, yeah, it's probably like a year away, you know. Um, but but the that many people reacted to it and i'll tell you when i made the song i didn't think much of it really well i wrote it and recorded it and then when they went back in and finished the music they did some stuff that i wasn't used to Mm -hmm. so so i actually made that song to go on my first album in 2014 and i thought so little of it that i didn't even put it on the album and my wife and my kids my were were much younger they were like that's the one daddy i'm like nah i don't know yeah Yeah, i was i was loving the video and i noticed there was some kids in the video so these the stars of the video seriously rock stars in here today with us goodness (laughs) gracious no but i think it's i think it's awesome and i think it's i think it's so relatable and scott and i talk about this all the time is there's just you know there, when you grow up in Georgia, at least it's been my experience. You know, it's 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 God and family, and then the braids of the bulldogs. <laughs> you know, that's I'm, a, I'm with those you. Are the things that I love more than anything else. I'm with you right there, man. Yeah, but living in the South, man, what does it mean to you? Because it means everything to me. Just being Southern, like that, means something to me. And and I don't know that people that l- don't either weren't re- lived, weren't born here, raised here, maybe they don't get it as much as like say you and I do. Well, you know, I, I have a I, I have a response to that. It's pretty in depth because growing up in Jones County, I guess it was a common theme that everybody thought when we get out of school, 
we can't wait to get away oh, sure. from Jones County. Oh, yeah. Everybody's in everybody's business, you know. And this was before Facebook was, right, the, was right, the thing. Right, you know? right, right. This episode of Braves Country is sponsored by our Braves fan friends down at Century 21, Solomon Properties in Savannah, Georgia, servicing the historic downtown Savannah area, the island area, and Atlanta's beach, beautiful Tybee Island, Georgia. Call Joel Solomon today, 912-604-0896. That's 912-604-0896 for all your real estate needs on the Georgia coast. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season. Growing up in Jones County, I guess it was a common thing that everybody thought when we get out of school, we can't wait to get away oh, sure. from Jones County. Oh, yeah. Everybody's in everybody's business, you know, and this was before Facebook was, right, the, was right, the thing. Right, you know? right, right, So then I got out of Jones County a bit, and then I couldn't wait to get back. Wait, I did the same <laughs> thing. I wouldn't go, I wouldn't live. I mean, I guess maybe I would if, I, you know, if a couple more of my songs blow up, maybe I would have a house well, somewhere else. you're going to have to tour, but you, you need to come home. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I can't. The, my, my favorite thing I do on a tour is go home. Yeah. yeah, I love the oh shows and I love the people, uh, yeah. but at the of end course. when I get to go home is, is definitely the favorite moment of it. When it's all done, everybody's safe, we did our thing, we fulfilled our obligations, and now I get to, to go back. That's There's to nothing my home. better, man. There's yeah, nothing I, I better. I never really understood that phrase, you know, kiss the ground when you get off the airplane until oh, I toured the world a lot. And I loved <laughs> going to Europe and Australia and all these places. It was fantastic to see all that. And I have great friends over there, and I love it. It's great. But there's something different about the land of the free. And you get here, and you and, and you see it's all, different, man. It, they may be free in some of those spots, but they're not well, totally free. These days. You yeah, can't these say days what you want. Yeah, exactly. You know, you can't. You know, the freedom of speech. I'm it I'm pretty exist. sure it's unique. Yeah, it's to unique us, to the United States. Right? Yeah, I mean, that right. is. Yeah, I mean, the first amendment, you know yeah, what I mean, like yeah. freedom of speech, and I mean, and, and people, and I've even been to Canada um, once or t- a couple times, and they don't have that. Mm-mm. Like Mm-mm. you can't publicly they will speak shut you down. against the government. Yeah, they will shut you. Like, down. I can tell you right now that I think Biden sucks. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> right, right. He couldn't suck worse. Yeah, right. I'm he couldn't well. suck worse. Yeah. The uh, and, and no one's going to do nothing about it. No. Right. And they, they might say something. They might jab me on Facebook or whatever. But you can't come to my house. You can't charge me with a crime yeah, because of my opinion. Yeah, that's And exactly in these right. other countries, you can. Yeah, they can right. shut your business where, down. Yeah, there's countries where the producer would be rushing in right now to, to stop yeah. this whole thing. Yeah, that's yeah, right. And people down. don't understand that. And, and if it ever, uh, God bless us, If uh, I hope that it never gets close to that. But, uh, you know, in some places in our country, there you know, it's getting close to that. Yeah, it does feel Well, that you way. can't say what you think. No, you know? absolutely. Unless you agree with whoever owns the building. Right. You know what I mean? You can't walk the, in the building. Like the, there on the left coast, things get uh, off off track all the time, man. Yeah, but uh, much like you're saying, when I was in the Navy, I I never changed my um, my driver's license or my, my car tag or my insurance. 
it always stayed in Georgia. Even when I was stationed in Florida, <laughs> where there's no income tax, I was like, I'll just pay my Georgia taxes. I ain't changing none of it because that's right. where I, I knew as soon as I was done, that's exactly where I was headed right back home. Right. So I, I'm, I'm so there with you. But, um, man, you, um, you, you grew up on some Zeppelin. You grew up on ACDC with your brothers. Your mom gave you Mar- Marvin Gaye and James Brown, Michael Jackson. Your uncles, the Almonds and, and Skinnerd. And you mm-hmm. found uh, NWA and rap on your own. So how does all that come together in in, in the head of, of Demon Jones? Um, well, do, do y'all remember the breakdancing movies? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Breaking, like, breaking, breaking Turbo. Two, yeah. Breaking Two. Electric, electric Boogaloo. Boogaloo Beat yeah. Street. <laughs> Let's go. And um, Turbo and Ozone. Yeah, we right, the two guys the dancing. Yeah. So I was... Um, yeah, instead of playing Marco Polo in uh-huh. the pool, I've taught my kids to play Turbo, Ozone, <laughs> like instead it. of playing Marco I Polo. I love it. So, um, so th- the dancing uh, was was what grabbed me and pulled me uh, into music. Um, I, You know, I was always surrounded by music. I didn't realize that I was musical at the time. I thought that was something that people on TV did, you mm-hmm. know. But then when I when I saw the breakdance and stuff, when I was very small, I mean, a baby, I, I mean, shortly after learning to walk you know yeah. um i remember seeing that and i was so drawn to it and then um i guess i heard of ice tea and stuff like that but the but the authentic hip-hop stuff that would end up becoming mainstream was not a thing yet you know it was, right. uh, it was and, and that kind of culture was really in the urban populated areas but it, i guess it kind of leaked down into areas like jones county and anywhere else in the small any small town and did you um, throw a little cardboard down every once in oh, a while oh yeah i did like <laughs> i mean i was in the uh, talent show in fourth it. grade yeah. in the library just break dancing in there front of go. a room full of people and they're like what are these kids doing <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. So, um, so, so that's how music uh, pulled me in um, through the dance, and, and then, and then when I started hearing stuff like uh, the Beastie Boys, NWA, and, and you know, I wasn't supposed to hear NWA. Right, of I course. was riding with an older kid, and they were playing. Yeah, and I was like, like, "What, what is, is this? this? You know, this is new." Well, it, it really spoke to me, and I was like, "Well, wow! I, you know, I can't sing like Michael Jackson or yeah, you I know Lionel Richie, yeah, right?" But I, can I can't this. play the guitar like Jimi Hendrix, but yeah. I, I think I can do this. You I know? can string these words together. Well, yeah. well, and then I did. You know, I started writing when I was a young teenager, play maybe fourteen or fifteen. And at first, I would just make, uh, I would write things that kind of just sounded like the music that I mm-hmm. liked. But then it, it took me some living, I guess, and learning and losing and all that and mistakes to, yeah. to have something to talk about. And, and it took all you know, I, I would say a half a lifetime to almost get to where, okay, now. I can take my own experiences and chisel them into this, and it'd be my thing, and not something that I made to sound like the Fat Boys or Ice Cube or, or something like that, or LL Cool J, who was also one of my you know early heroes. Sure. When Mama said knock you out yeah, oh my and, and bad and all that, I love that stuff. Oh you know? my god, it made me, me want to fight. You yeah, know. Right. <laughs> hey, I never wanted to fight because I knew I'd get beat up. <laughs> well, I had <laughs> brothers, bro. <laughs> yeah, we were good. Yeah, exactly. So. I was still losing, yeah. but we were fighting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah man, it's funny because uh, I remember listening to in the back of my uh, buddies. Yeah. But but that but going back to Beastie Boys, I remember License to Ill and and oh, my man. buddy Jeremy Klein. He was uh, he, we grew up together in Dalton. He went in the Marine Corps. I went in the Navy, and I think he lives out in Seattle somewhere nowadays. But I remember in the back of his grandmother's car, she would be taking us to McDonald's to get Happy Meals, and he was like, 
put this in. And sure enough, she would. She right. didn't think anything of it, man. We were going down the road, you know, five for your right to brass party. Monkey? And yeah. Brass monkey. Brass monkey and Paul Revere and, you know. Funky yeah, exactly. Monkey. And and so it was now looking back, I think it's so strange to listen to think about listening to that record with her. <laughs> because, yeah. Because it was, you know, it was it was out there for the time. Well, you know, and I still get a lot of comments. There's a lot of people that they'll send me messages and i just got one last night and i try to i don't try to get caught up in them because sure. it's a wormhole you know uh, what i mean like but, social media altogether but yeah. i do try to engage uh with folks and let them know that i'm grateful that they're listening to my music and That's this cool. guy sent me a message and he was like look man i you know i'm still trying to get it in my mind where country and rap come together it's, it's something he said yeah. but i just want to tell you i appreciate i really enjoy what you're saying i'm just trying to that's cool to to figure out a way to get down with the the rap but the presentation but, but, of I it. but it's still the same. yeah yeah i appreciate it's, that to me i mean i've written country songs and i've written rap songs rap songs are way harder let me just say that really it's, oh it's well it's Why just so that? many more words mm. you know if you look at um uh, you know, look at one of Chris Stapleton's hit songs, sure. front to back on a piece of paper. It yeah. will all fit on the front of that paper. Yeah, right. And most rap songs, I mean, now they're getting to where they're all three minutes yeah, or shorter. Sure. But the the amount of words normally in a rap song, you know, yeah. that Biggie or Tupac yeah. would do, sure. it would be three sixteen bar verses. Yeah. And and you know, you know, one of their verses would be as long as any Dolly like Parton a, song. Yeah, you know like what I mean? Book. It's yeah. just a, it's just a. There's a lot more opportunity in a rap song to to say stuff. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You can say a whole lot sure. in a rap song, and 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 it's hard to follow sometimes. Um, but uh, you know, I had a knack for it pretty quick. You know, as, as far as putting words together and kind of painting pictures with it, and um, I just stuck with it, man. And and I'm really I'm really grateful because I'm not saying I'm a late bloomer, but I spent several years of my young adulthood is is kind of you know making mistakes and not as doing the right things, you know, not doing the right things. And as soon as I tr- you know changed my life and I, I started living, trying to be a productive member of society and and um and have really have God at the center of my universe instead of uh, uh, selfishness and my and, sure. and, and, and and worldly things. Just yeah, just yeah. just worldly materialistic. Material. Look at me like and they. You know, as soon as I did that, things started to work, and, and, and it's been a gradual increase uh, since. And I'm blessed, and my family's blessed, and uh, man, I don't know if, what else to. If people take away anything out of this entire conversation, I hope it's that. You yeah. know what I mean? I hope that's the one thing that they take away from it, just learning about you or hearing you say that, because it's so true, man. The the the, the things that matter are over there on that couch, you know, for sure, and. The things that matter are minor and Alpharetta, yeah. and and those those things are those are timeless. That and never when you goes start away. living for that, when you start living for something that's outside of yourself, you know what I mean. And you're trying to do the right thing, and, and the universe, God knows what's what's in your heart. And when sure. you and when you truly want to live and fulfill things and reflect God's love onto mm-hmm. who you come in contact with and the programs or whatever it is that you no, we yeah. all choose to do to, to help the world. Uh, when, when that truly becomes not just what you're saying on Facebook, but right. when that becomes right. what's in your heart and what you really aim to do, I think that things will, will start to snap into place. And it's all in, in different times. It's not always right when you want oh, of it. Of course but, not. No. But if you have patience and, and faith. Time. Yeah, that's right. That's in his time. That's talking right. to Demon Jones on Braves Country Podcast today, and, and thanks again for coming in, man. And um, and I wanted to know if you would just tell us, walk us through what it was like making your latest record, Southern Sun. Uh, Well, that was a unique experience. Um, normally, I'll take a couple of trips, or one or two trips to Nashville, 
and there's a few different producers that I'll pick from, and I'll just go stay at their house or at a hotel by their house, and I'll just go in for four or five days and make 10 or 12 songs and go home, and then that'll be the record. Um, this time I went to uh, – it's something I've always wanted to do, but now I can finally afford it. So I, I rented a house in Destin, and luckily a friend of mine owned it, so I didn't have to pay as there much boy. as a stranger. So, so a really nice house in Destin, and I brought in three or four guys that I really, really value and respect creatively – and we sat there, and I sat there for 17 days, and I made 15 or 20 songs, and um, that's what Southern Sun album is. And I, I'm real proud of it. You know, um, as I've gotten further into the music business, I, business I've opened myself more up to be uh, to receive input, sure. and like like somebody's background singing or somebody helping me write a chorus or playing the the guitar this way instead of that way like i i've i've become much more open minded and i i feel like uh, southern sun is is i feel like it's my best work for sure and um and i just released a video called take me away and uh produced I, I by thomas that. toner brandon hart uh, is, a, is a great artist who's singing backgrounds on it so so just when you're in the studio and you're surrounded with like all these gifted singers and writers and you say you know you write the line and somebody says, well, why don't you say it like this? And so, and th- so they make you question yourself. Right. And, and so instead of writing the line the way I, I wrote it written, first, yeah. I'll listen to them and see what their input is, and then I'll change it to something else. Right. And so it, every every detail of the song is a sharpened down version of That's what cool. I would, it would have been without them there. You I know love what I mean? that, though. It sharpens me. It makes me better. Sure it does. And uh, and it reminds me that I'm that I am doing what I'm supposed to be doing because yeah. I hold my own. And you know, there's nobody in there writing my whole songs. Yeah, yeah, no, no, They're just that. in there being an inspiration yeah, and a sounding board and uh broadening the horizons a little that's bit. That's right. That's right. Yeah, hey, hey that's Demon, uh, take me away. Like you mentioned, your new single and the video was amazing. Um, it's only been out for four days at the time of this recording and it has over 55,000 views already on YouTube. Right. And, and it's that's an amazing accomplishment in its own right. And then um, some of the lyrics in in the song about uh, a guy by headphones on and a basket of crickets, that's only relatable if you're Southern probably. <laughs> um, just uh, tr- tr- trying to get away from the worries. Don't inbox me, other folks' business, uh, like who broke up with who and what somebody said and yeah. it's like somebody sounds like facebook to me. yeah <laughs> exactly and, and i wonder if uh, you know you're like and then i love this one line it's like somebody's got a remote to my channels and keeps uh keeps on switching them uh getting away from technology and the constant information sharing how important is that for you to to get out there and go fishing well i don't do it nearly enough you know and i guess that was the inspiration uh for the song um and i started writing it of course we were in the middle of everything that's going on and and nobody knows or knew how you know how long this thing's going to go on so even when i wrote it i didn't realize how valid it would be seven eight months later when the video came out but um you know for a while the first few months i sat at home like i would say a lot of people and i watched the news you know to see what was going on worst thing it's the worst thing to do so it's just like wow so i just for for a moment somewhere in there i realized I don't really have control of of mm-hmm. how I feel right, right. now or, mm-hmm. or what my train of thought is today. It's all based on what, what I'm, I'm being, being fed through yeah. this device, which I already knew that before this, you know. Yeah. But because, I guess, of the severity of the media rollout sure. of the situation and the severity of the story, the headlines, I was really lassoed by it and pulled in. And, um, and, and I don't nearly, you know, I, I, 
I, I feel like everybody needs to unplug and get away. And really, that's a, um, a goal of mine to do more of that. And it's really difficult. You know, it's really difficult to get to where no one can call you, no one can inbox you. But there's a great value in it as well. Well, that's because we're so connected. Your watch tells you somebody's yeah, calling all, or exactly. that, that a text has come in or that somebody's commented on Twitter or, or whatever. It's yeah. just it's tough to to disconnect and and in our family we when we we all eat dinner we try to eat dinner together multiple times during the week and look that's that's if there's a benefit of all this craziness that we've gone through Mm -hmm. it's that we started that we we were trying to do it before but we couldn't we could never nail it down and now we've done it and we've stuck with it and nobody brings their their phone to the table and we we say a prayer together before we eat, and we try to do that multiple times. So if there's any benefit, if there's a silver there lining is, there's to the craziness, is. that's it for my family. Yeah, that was one of the, the hidden blessings uh, in this as well as all the time I got to spend at home. Like I, I lost as far as shows. I don't even know uh, what the financial impact is. Don't add it up. I, well, I can't. I can't. It's, it's incalculable. <laughs> yeah. You know? But uh, which that's okay. You know what I mean? No, I'm of okay. It is. But but it didn't change but, the fact that it happened. That's right. But but but. It, the fact that for at first I was like, wow, in a selfish, you know, my mind saying, wow, this is happening to you. And then the reality is, no, this is happening to everyone yeah. right now. It's not, yeah. you know what I mean? So it's like I got over that part of it pretty quick. Yeah. But uh, the time, the months of the year where I would normally be on the on the road, you know, I, I usually do one or two 30 to 40 day tours a year, mm-hmm. you know, and then I do weekends, two okay. and three day runs. In between that, um, so I didn't. I went now working on the second year where I'm not going to have any of those thirty or forty day trips. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm gonna have yeah. three and four day trips, but none, none of those. So I got to spend that at home with my family, with my kids, and and uh, I really, really got used to that. So, so even getting back into these two and three day runs with the lax that I'm doing um, has been more challenging than normal because I don't. I mean, I want to do the music, but I never want to leave home. You Absolutely, know? And, uh, man. So that, that's where the treasures are, man. That's yeah, for a, sure. That, uh, so I totally get it. But conversely, uh, using technology for good, I've noticed, or it's hard not to notice, um, what an impact you're making with music videos. One thing I loved about your website is I, you have a list of all your records, and every song is linked in, and, and, and you can press on any song, and it goes right to the music video. Yeah. And that's amazing. That's brilliant. I really commend you for that. And, Thank you. And the videos are great. Tell us about the importance of making music videos. What does that mean to you, and, wh- and why are you taking so much time and effort with that? Well, uh, in, in the world the way it is with technology and all these you know, we're, we're we're basically holding a handheld supercomputer, oh, no and, and so now no you doubt. can't just have a song. You got to have the visual. And, and, you know, the visual. The that's right. The visual portion, uh, part of the presentation, is its own creation. You know what I mean? Like uh, to me, if you watch my feeling good video, I almost had the video in my mind and wrote the song to the video. And so, so when we went to shoot the video with, uh, B loose, who is an amazing, uh, videographer and director. And he gave, I ended up with exactly what I wanted. You know what I mean? I had a chandelier. I mean, to, to make this happen was a, it was a tall order, but I knew exactly, I knew whose car, I knew what kind of car I needed to go down the road. I knew I wanted the window down with my wife's hair blowing out of it, but it didn't show her face when it's talking about an angel. You know, like, you never see her face. And then I knew I wanted the, you know, I'm fishing on a boat, but the bobber, 
that you is bobbing on beat with the yeah, with the music. Right, like right, I had yeah. all this lined right. up in my in my in my I head. Love it. So, these so are it's your almost visions. like its own song, yeah. you know. Yeah. And so I, I go far into it. And sometimes these directors, um, I mean, they're great. I, I work with Antonio Pantoja, Dre McGuire, B. Loose. Uh, I used to work with him. Um, who's the other guy? I worked with Adam Harper and directed by Ghost from Florida. And I think that's. I mean, it. these are really descriptive narrative type videos. They're not just some, you know, it's not just because you a lot of times it is. Yeah, yeah, a lot of times it's. I mean, just the backyard one is, but like, yeah. like the, the song and the video don't match whatsoever. Right. Yeah. And that's always. And I've a done that as well too. I've done that as well too. And well, I, sure, I've done it on purpose before. Yeah. And I, but but I do try to um, give the song what what it the pictures that it puts in my mind and i feel like the reason i'm seeing that is is because that's what the video is supposed to look like so i go through great great effort to to make them and it gets overlooked a good bit because people are you know attention spans are shorter you know instead of songs being four or five minutes on youtube if you look now they're all they're all three three minutes or two minutes and 30 seconds or you know they're getting shorter and that's why because of the attention span so a lot of the um the effort that we put into nailing down the perfect visual uh, is missed. But I think when you, in the grand scheme of things, when people, it will always stand, I think, as a work of art. Like if, you know, the long way, I got a a video, uh, make sure you check that out. Because the song didn't take off. It didn't take off. But I know for a fact that it's a masterpiece. Mm -hmm. I know the video is a masterpiece. So whether whether the song takes off or if I make money off of it or Mm -hmm. whatever, for that song, it doesn't matter. My song I did about my little sister Jessica that passed away, I know it's a masterpiece. Right. But it's one of those that will probably make you cry and you don't want to watch it again. Yeah. But that's all right. Save I honored it. my little sister the way I wanted to, and it is and it is perfect, you know? <laughs> I love music that, that pulls emotion, though. Those are, the, those are the songs that I go back and listen to again. Yeah. Well, so, well, a lot of times that's the case, but sometimes, no, you know, I, if no, somebody watches a video and it, no, and it yanks it. their, you know, it, I get all, as soon as I put out the video, people are messaging me like, bro, that <laughs> yeah, why did you that do that? I'm over yeah. here, I wasn't I was trying seeing, to cry today. Yeah, you know? I'm over here trying to clean up. I'm at work. What do you want me to do? But I couldn't help it. You know, the song really wrote itself. The video it was that. obvious what the video was supposed to be, and that's what it was. I'm and telling I move you, man, on. there's those songs that I, I love, it. whether it's a, whether it's going to make me snicker or it's going to make me uh, cry or it's going to make me mad. Yeah, I love music that pulls that emotion out because I don't know about you, but when, when I'm whatever mood i feel like i usually use music to as kind of a as to help me in that moment whatever it is right you know if, if i'm upset i'll i'll listen to sad songs and i'll get it out well, that's what the blues is for right that's there, right you know? absolutely no and and so that's i think that's and that's i really terrific. think that's why music was created you oh, know yeah, what i mean I so. was to was to uh to either make you almost like medicine, you yeah, know what I mean? It's, it is, and it is magic. Music is magic, and but if you were to listen to most of my songs, most of them are not like that. Most of them, um, I try to be uh, fun and loving and positive, and, and my main goal is really to just make people feel good about being alive, and and may, maybe if they're going through something, maybe for a moment, either make them feel like they're not the only it. one that went through it, or either. I'm not thinking about what I'm going through right now because I'm dancing or yeah. jamming to this Dina Jones song, you know? Dude, I and, love um, it. and that's really what, you know, my purpose is. Another kind of emotional song for you, I know, is the I'm a Man on the Jones County record. Oh, yeah. Um, that's a killer. It's a song for your father, Ricky, who's been a bricklayer for 50 years. Tell us all about Ricky and that song. Let me see. 50. 
52. 52 no, 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 57. Jeez. He's wow. 69. He started when he was 12. He's had a checking account since he was 12 in the same place. And uh, he learned he, – the only reason he started when he was 12 is because they wouldn't let him go to work when he was 8. <laughs> so he told me stories how he would uh, play awesome. up under the porch at the farm where they lived, and he would make bricks out of mud, out of the red mud, and make bricks and, and play with them. And um, th- this guy, man, is, is – uh, he's, he's working right now. I don't know what he's working on. He is working right now. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> I, I lost my dad a couple of years ago. It's been the hardest thing I've ever lived through in my whole life, and, and I think about him every day. And and songs like that. Oh, it, man. It, yeah, it's one of those things where, I mean, it, that obviously is, you know, because you're talking about your father. But I even with music, that like if I hear a George Strait record, whoo, man. Because that's, you know, that's, that's your daddy's that's guy, exactly right? exactly right, man. I listen to George Strait all the time, especially when he – or Keith Whitley – that, those oh, are man. the two that'll that'll come up, and let me tell you, no matter what I'm doing or thinking about, I hear those, my pops is on my mind immediately, if not sooner. It's um, it's one of those things that uh, back to emotion. So sometimes when I'm when I'm driving down the road, and I can't get my my dad off my mind, I'll just listen to those songs and think about him every second until I get home, and then I've then I've kind of come to a conclusion of that moment, and and it won't happen until it happens again, and I can't tell you when that's going to happen. It's yeah. it's amazing. It's um it's it's absolutely stunning. And and I, I tell you, that has been one of those things where that changed me. You know, losing my dad I'm changed sure. me as a person. And and I go back and I try to um, do the things that I should have done when he was around and listen to him and I think about the things that he's told me. And and I'll give you a quick example. When my when I was in the Navy, I met my my wife, my now wife, and um. We were we were getting married and and she's moving because she's from New York and I'm from Northwest Georgia and and my dad stopped me probably a couple of days before everything was coming down and he said I want you to think about this you realize she's moving from New York you got everybody here she don't got a soul here unless you are serious about this you cannot do this like right. he stopped me days before this is supposed to that she's supposed to move down right and we're getting married all of it he was like if you are not 100 percent committed to what you're doing do not do it yeah and and you're uprooting her uh it's exactly right he's like you are taking her from everything she knows and if you aren't serious about this you are going to change the course of her life yeah and it was the the, at the time i'm like i know i know i'm serious about it i get you know but the more that i think about it and now we've been married 20 years and have a 17 year old son the more i think about it i'm like oh my gosh like he was that was a life-stopping moment that that he was like, I've raised you to do the right thing, and I'm going to make sure that you know I expect you to do the right thing. Right. And that's what that's what a great dad is, and that's what you'll do for your daughters and your oh, wife. Oh, absolutely. And and I wasn't always that guy, you know, as, as an oh, adult. Neither was I. You know what I mean? Like, but, when, but when it got time to be an adult, I had had a great example of what – uh, uh, what a man he is, and 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 w- since we're on that topic, I I, I want to say something about that because it's something I'm pretty passionate about. Um, because no matter where you look, people are always, especially politicians, they're talking about what the source of the problems are, and I feel like uh, in society, the 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 main source of our problems is the lack of fathers. Amen. In the in the home, 100% because if right. there's not a man in the home, then then the young man 
doesn't know what he's supposed to become, and That's the right. young lady doesn't know what she's supposed to look for. Mm-hmm. And so I always had that. I, kn- I knew I knew what a, a, a mother, I knew what a wife and a mother was mm-hmm. from my mother, mm-hmm. and I knew what a man was and what a man was supposed to do. And that's what my daddy did. And yeah. so that's why that's what I do, and that's what I will do, no matter yeah. what it is. That's you know, exactly if right. it's whatever the the father is supposed to be there to protect and provide mm-hmm. and, and and make sure that everyone is safe. Right. <laughs> and I never went to. I've never went in, in my life. I don't recall ever going to sleep wondering, "Where's Daddy? Yeah. Are we going to have breakfast? Am I okay? Are our lights? Am I okay? Yeah. Are we safe? Yeah. Are we getting kicked never out? Once. Like, no, no. I never experienced that. That's so right. I can't. I can empathize with you, and I'm not blaming nobody because yeah. because uh, you know a lot of people in that situation. That's not what they want it to be. No, of course. But at some point, we're going to have to really take a hard look at that, and um, and and address it. Because that is 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 because wherever daddies are in every house, you don't see, you're not going to find the police swarming around places where because dad's daddies in every house. That's, you just don't see it. it. That's exactly because right. things are in order. That's right. And, yep. and, and and the fathers help keep it in order. And it's so funny you bring that up. And this is another reason not to listen to celebrities, and another reason that I never listen to anything a celebrity says. Jennifer Aniston, <laughs> who who is you know one of the biggest stars in the world, she was like, I you know I don't need a man to have a baby. I'm like. You're exactly right. Physically, you don't need it, but it doesn't make it a good idea, you know. And and you can go play in I seventy five in rush hour traffic. I don't make it a good idea. <laughs> yeah, you know what, man? Anything coming out of Hollywood, stuff like yeah, that. No I, use. I, I think more than anything, she might have just wanted somebody to click on her name a bunch yeah. of times that day. And but man, I don't know that probably I'm gonna, I don't know if I'm gonna legitimize her with with an opinion on yeah, that. Yeah, right. No, but it's just <laughs> it was just. To, you know, How does she to, know? Yeah, it's just to, to illustrate your point is, yeah. is 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 that your point is so well taken, so correct. Man. Yeah. Um, you know, um, what's what's the future hold? You got uh, what are you recording? You, okay. You mentioned the touring a little bit, and and we want to invite everybody to uh, visit your website. It's uh, demonjones.com, D-E-M-U-N-J-O-N-E-S.com, demonjones.com. Yes. Um, currently, I'm on the Country Lit Tour with the Lax and uh, Dusty Lee. Our next show is this Friday night in Chattanooga, actually. Let's go. Right up near my hometown. Yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be a good one. It's not sold out yet. It's looking like it will be. A lot of them have. Um, but with the things that are going on there, you know, some people are nervous yeah, and scared. It's, it, it's yeah. impacted the attendance a sure. bit in some places. Um, right now, since I just released the album, a lot of times after I'll do an album, I'll go into uh, doing features for other people where I okay. appear on other people's songs. Oh, that's cool. And I've got four or five of those uh, out there in the world that will be coming out over the coming months. One with uh, Adam Calhoun, Redneck Soldiers, um, artist named Gabby uh, that's, that's out of um, uh, Nashville. Uh, and, and I got a stack of them. And, and I try to get to them. And people are like, hey, man, where's that verse you were going to do on this song? I'm like, ah, you know, I have to wait. Because for me, like the creative juices... Uh, much of the time when I'm working alone, they don't just come because you need me to do the verses. Like I'll, I'll go through a spell where I can do a verse or two verses every night in mm-hmm. my studio in my basement, mm-hmm. and then I'll go two or three months where I don't write a word to a song. Really? So, so right now I'm just really focusing on this tour, and um, my my booking agent's getting next year situated, and 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 that is a daunting task right I now to imagine. plan a concert six seven and eight months from right now because you don't know what the future holds that's right and, and it's hard to plan around the different policies in the different states yes. so my gosh 
So, so, so he, his job is extra challenging right now. No bless kidding. his heart. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> bless his heart. That's yeah. a, that's a, boy, you're a country right there. Understatement right there. Bless though. his heart. Yeah. I love it. But you just have to kind of proceed, don't you? you just that's have right. Just to keep on going and then, and, and roll with it as it comes up. Yeah, that's right, man. And we got, you know, a, a lot of our shows are coming up. We got several of them in Florida. We got some all the way up in New York and Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, uh, Iowa City. I mean, they're basically all over the middle to eastern yeah. United States. And, and uh, so I don't know what we're about to run into. I'm just going to take it one show, one weekend at a time. And uh, if they have to give me a test to do a show, then I'll be cool. Um, and then we're going to take the holiday off. I, I, my last show for the year is December 18th. And by then I will announce what my, my first half of next year is going to look like. Where's that there. December 18th show? Oh, I have to look. Okay. <laughs> you know what? I got it right here. It's on demonjones.com slash tour. <laughs> Plus, you're going to have a, a music video for every song on Southern Sun that you'll release, right? Well, I, I have um, seven of the 11 already shot. I think Goodness. I still need one for Straw Hat, Country Made, Billy Jean, and My People. Amazing. And I know I got to do one for Straw Hat and My People for sure. Country Made and Billy Jean are you know, people are receiving them well, but I'll kind of let the let it fill it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. because what you can do is sometimes if uh, if you put out too many videos too quick, you you don't give it time to, to even kind of marinate in yeah. your fan base. And like I got a quarter million subscribers, and that's with all the weirdness that goes on. People getting unsubscribed all yeah. the time. It's like yeah. you know, it take took me eight years to build that up, and and uh, so. 250,000 people should get an email when I drop a video, but they don't. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It'd be like 40,000. Yeah. And then that's right. And so you have to keep yeah, posting sure. about that for weeks to make sure that even the people that follow you on Facebook yeah. or follow you on Twitter and YouTube even see it, you have to do it different times of the day, different times of the week. And um, so, yeah, but but my goal is to have a video for every song I do moving forward. Um, I don't know that I'm going to plan on another album right now. I think it's so yeah. around the song. And, and there's been times where I made a song and then shot the video the next week and then put it out the next week, and they were wildly successful. So it's like I kind of feel like I might want to get back into that, yeah. being yeah. more spontaneous and yeah. thinking about just the song I'm working on instead of thinking about 12 songs. Yeah, yeah and the video can do the touring for you in a way. That's right. You it know, can, like, you know, depending on what we're doing. Yeah, I mean, I can definitely make a living without leaving my house, you know yeah, what I mean, yeah. at this point with the, with the streaming revenues Absolutely. and the video. But the live performance for me, I mean, you complimented me earlier, and I appreciate it. But the reason my show is that is because to me, that is the that is like where the needle hits the record. Right, like sure. that, that's where that's what you do. Are you really this, or do you just look like this on videos, or like right. can you stand in front of me and do what you? And I can stand in front of you and do it. You sure and that's can. what you I. Sure you know can. what I mean? I'm not yeah. a. I'm not faking it. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I, I'm really going to go out there, and I'm going to be injured almost when I come off stage. <laughs> yes. Oh boy, you, you know, know what I mean? Sure if good or not. <laughs> he leaves it all on the field. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah I leave it on the field. I love it. But coming off injured, I don't want you coming off like Ronald Acuna style, banged up. <laughs> well, no, it's just like you know, if you run ten miles in yeah. sixty minutes, I yeah. mean, it sucks. Yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah, no doubt about it. All right, we got some antsy young ladies. They're ready to get out of here, and we don't want to keep yeah. them much longer. We're keeping them from the battery. chicken fingers. They're, they're right. ready to go well, to the battery. Well, I'm glad you brought up chicken fingers because I was going to ask you the best. What are the best southern mom and pop restaurants across the southeast? Your favorite barbecue? Your, what are your favorite yeah. places to eat? Okay, easy. Favorite barbecue? Old Clinton Barbecue in Gray, Georgia. Oh, it's been there since the Clinton. 50s. Old Clinton Barbecue. Yes. What's your standard order at, at Old Clinton Barbecue? 
Well, since I've I've tried to cut back on bread, so I usually uh, just get like a pound of pulled pork just with pound. their coleslaw. <laughs> and I usually don't eat the whole thing, but now that I don't eat the bread with it, I do. I, so, I can eat the whole thing. You're on a so diet. Are you a are you a food mixer? Because you said yes. Because me too. Because I, dude, I like to mix my mashed potatoes and my uh, my corn. Last night, my wife made mashed potatoes, corn, and pork tenderloin. My order is never on the menu. Yeah. What I end up getting is something that I took things. I'm like, yeah. hey, can you put queso on this yeah, and bacon? <laughs> And they're like, right. Right. On a ribeye? I'm like, yes. I'm yeah. like, kind of like, like, like your music. Kind of like your music. You're mixing that hip hop and that, uh, that southern rock, but you yeah. got to do it on the plate, too. Well, you know, before I started, you know, before my metabolism started slowing down, I was a dessert creator. Oh, so anywhere gosh. I could go, I, I could create desserts. I'd look at what they had on their menu, and mm-hmm. I'd be like, okay, well, bring me the, the lava cake with the ice cream and, and, and the cheesecake balls, and then we, we create something, I you know? I love it. I love that. Y'all got right chocolate there. syrup? Yeah, just seriously, bring that on, too. I'll have some of that as well. Now, yeah. what about touring around Braves country? Are there any places you have to go on the road where you just have to stop? Yes, okay. off the Howell Mill Road exit. Mm, that's right down the road. Hancock Taqueria. Have y'all been there? Yeah, I have not. Listen, a listen Atlanta. Listen, okay. Atlanta. It's on call. Listen, I, I almost know the address. <laughs> that's, that's it's intense. on Collier Road, uh-huh. Hancock Taqueria. Okay. I found it by accident. I was mastering a record for rehab 10 years ago, and uh, Glenn Schick said, uh, yeah, you should run out here and just here pick this pick up lunch. And I went down there, and they have shrimp tacos in there, fried shrimp tacos. Yes, I will. It will change your life. Yeah, They're right. spicy fries. Uh, they're garlic sesame fries with spicy ketchup, nice. and uh, you can – Inbox me my thank you letter. On Facebook. <laughs> Seriously, I'll be expecting. <laughs> it. You got to do it. Every yeah. time I go, I get four shrimp tacos. That's living right there. And I'm never sorry, dude. I'm telling you, uh, we appreciate your time, man. You're, you have a beautiful family. Thank Continued you. Continued success. Thank God, you so much. God bless y'all. God be with you, man. And um, anytime you're at the park, man, you're always welcome. We'd love to love to have y'all. And, and um, I'll be back to tomorrow. Visit. I'm I'm right on. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. We'll we'll find something to do. Ain't no doubt about it. But all um, good. You know, and when we know, you know, when you when you have things going on, and um, we we want to know about it, and we want to tell other folks about it, man. We thank wanna, you we very want, much. We hope and to have a just a little bit of a hand and in, in, in helping out in any way we can. That's awesome. Chattanooga Friday night, there you y'all. Go. It's not yeah. far. Get up to Chattanooga. Come yeah. on, look out, Tug and I are coming to some shows. I think. So. Uh, yeah, dude, come I can't on, wait. man. I would love. I would. We'll love take care of you. Just just warn me. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. And uh, we appreciate y'all listening to Braves Country. And uh, hope you'll like and subscribe and follow and share and all that sort of stuff. And we hope you make it a great day. Go Braves. Go Braves. Go Dogs. This episode of Braves Country is sponsored by our Braves fan friends down at Century 21, Solomon Properties in Savannah, Georgia, servicing the historic downtown Savannah area, the island area, and Atlanta's beach, beautiful Tybee Island, Georgia. Call Joel Solomon today, 912-604-0896. That's 912-604-0896 for all your real estate needs on the Georgia coast. The Braves Country Podcast supports the Warrior Alliance and the Shepherds Men. Check out thewarrioralliance.com and shepherdsmen.com for more info, resources, and how to get involved. That's thewarrioralliance.com and theshepherdsmen.com. The Braves Country Podcast would like to thank all of our veterans. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps $5 minimum balance required.
Hey, Atlanta, Hudson Mason here. Is a new roof still on your to-do list, but you've been delayed due to rising home service costs? Well, here's a fantastic solution from Accent Roofing Service. Zero down, zero payments, and zero interest for a full year. That's right. You can get your new roof now and start paying next year. Act quickly because Accent's incredible offer of zero, zero, zero with a 12-month deferred payment option for a lifetime roof system isn't going to last long. Contact the craftsman at Accent Roofing Service today, accentroofingservice.com. 